Welcome to Dietitian Boss. I'm Libby Rothschild, your host and fellow dietitian. I'm a coach to my fellow female colleagues all around the world. I help you get leads and turn prospective clients into paying customers using online marketing and social media strategies that focus on sales. Hello and welcome. I'm here today with Ravleen Sarkaria, MSRD. She's a registered dietitian with passion for helping busy women lose the last 10 pounds with flexible eating. She helps women ditch fad diets and encourages eating the foods they love even while trying to lose weight. Ravleen's goal is to teach women about healthy weight loss that is sustainable to ultimately feel fit and confident. Can you let us know what your social media handles are so everybody can find you? Yes, of course. You can find me on Instagram at Ravleen and online www.ravleen.com. Excellent. And welcome. I'm so happy to have you today on air. Thanks for having me, Libby. I'm excited. Ah, Did I leave out anything from the bio? Anything else you want to let us know? Or do you feel like that was reasonably comprehensive? Definitely perfect. You said it all good. All right. So if you could tell us a little bit, I know I introduced you with flexible dieting to help women to lose those 10 pounds. Could you walk us through a little bit more about your nutrition philosophy? Yeah. So as mentioned, I'm all about flexible eating. So adding food to the diet, not taking food away. So it's really about eating both healthy foods and foods we love. So foods like chocolate, cookies, wine, etc. I think there's a place for everything within the diet. So that's what I teach women to do is to include all of these foods and still be able to obtain their health goals, even if they're trying to lose weight. Yeah, excellent. And if you could just tell us a little bit about when it comes to where you are now with where you started out in your journey, can you talk about your evolution of helping these women with your pretty clear like n- nutrition philosophy with regard to weight loss and flexible dieting? Yeah, definitely. So I started off with flexible eating because I noticed in the past with my own stories, I tried so many different diets when I had my own weight issues trying to lose weight. And I was so focused on all of these fad diets and I could never get the results that I wanted. So over time, as I studied nutrition, I got my master's in nutritional biology and really started to understand it. I had learned that there's a place for everything within the diet. So I came up with this term flexible eating because I want people to understand that you can include absolutely everything within the diet and still be able to lose weight. I think a lot of women don't understand that, understand this concept. I think that they feel like they have to take out certain food groups like carbohydrates, or they're not allowed to drink any wine or have any chocolate. So the purpose of this is really to help people include everything they love within the diet um, in specific portion sizes and still be able to lose the weight that they struggled to lose. Wonderful. Can you talk about where you started out in your business journey versus where you are now, basically the evolution of how you help women? Yeah, definitely. So I started off small, just like everyone else without any sort of following. And one of the things that I was really interested in was weight loss and then teaching classes. So I wanted to put all of this together. So one of the things I started off doing was webinars. And because I didn't have much of a following, I started really getting into Facebook ads and figuring out how to market with Facebook ads to get women to sign up for my weight loss webinar. So that's how I really started off my businesses 
doing webinars, but I had a hard time making webinars work for me and my business. And I think that the reason why is taking it back to the basics that I wasn't really clear on who my ICA was. So targeting someone without a clear ICA will not get you really good results. And another thing I've also realized with webinars, as much as I love to do them, when you're hosting a live webinar, you have to have someone show up on a certain day and certain time. And the women I usually would target to with Facebook ads were busy women with full-time jobs. So it was really hard for these women to commit to showing up. They would, a lot of people would sign up for the webinar, but then not show up at that time of day because we're all busy. So it wasn't working. So I knew I had to change things around and change up the philosophy of my business. Right. And so considering that that is something that you've applied in the past, what has helped you with now where you are? Like what's your current status of how you're attracting this woman to funnel into your products and services? And how has that been different? It's been a lot different now because I'm very clear about who my ICA is. Thanks to you, Libby. So now what I'm starting to do is to nurture these individuals. Instead of throw them a webinar, a lot of these people don't even know who I am. I'm throwing them into a nurture sequence. So I start off with a lead magnet, add these women to my nurture sequence, and then really have that commitment right now to understand who my ideal client is. Maybe webinars is something these people are just not interested in, but they're more interested in hopping on a call with me. So right now my focus is just getting people into this nurture sequence and then getting on the phone with them so I can figure out their pain points and how I can help them best. That sounds incredible. So good for you. Nice reframe and great evolution from getting started with an ad and then reframing it, going back to the ideal client profile and getting more clear with how you can help solve her problems. Right. Um, and yeah, really, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And any other kind of insights that you've learned from this process? You already shared that doing the ads helped you get started, but you learned a little bit about, you know, women weren't always ready, or since you didn't have the following, uh, you, you designed an ideal client, but then you had to go back to the drawing board and redo it. So any other insights from that process that you want to share? Yeah, definitely. So one of the things when I first started a business was I developed a product first because I thought you can't really have a business without a product. So I was thinking, well, I know a lot of people are interested in meal plans. So I spent a lot of time and energy developing a standard meal plan with tons of really good recipes. But the thing was, I didn't have, not only did I have anyone to market this meal plan to, I, I don't even know if people are interested in purchasing this meal plan, if a meal plan is something these women need. So that's something that's changed a lot for me too, is really figuring out, instead of, I did things backwards. So I developed a product and, and thinking that everyone would love it because I loved it doesn't mean that everyone will love it. So I did things a little bit backwards. So now, yes, I'm going back to the drawing board, but I think what I'm doing now is spending a lot of my time and effort figuring out exactly what I can do to help these women specifically. And it may not be a meal plan. It may be a meal plan. But I have to do that time and research no matter how long it takes to really figure out what they need. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that because a lot of us have done it backwards by creating something without validating the need in the market. And I strongly encourage, and I hope this example is inspiring for you, to first identify the need and then create the product or service. The other piece of that is that this is not for you. It's always for them. It's not about you. It's about the ideal client. Business is about serving for, for the ideal client. And you have to be in alignment with it. But if you think of yourself first, you're not creating a business for them. So it's, it's a 
really, uh, this concept comes up all the time. So I appreciate you sharing your reflection because I think that's really inspiring. Yeah, definitely. So talk to us about how you approach your goals in, in business and in life as you are, you know, growing and helping more women through your philosophy. So one of the biggest things that I do is prioritize because I still work part-time and prioritizing my time is completely essential. One of the things that people have to understand is having a business is a baby and it takes a lot of time and energy, especially in the beginning, you're doing a lot of work for free. So one of the things I do is really commit to working on this business day in and day out and staying as consistent as I possibly can. Even if I just have 30 minutes or an hour a day, it gets me somewhere because I notice when I work part-time, the weeks kind of go by and I'm like, okay, I was going to do that last week, but I guess I'll do it this week because I get so busy. So prioritization of time is extremely important. And how do you do that? Like, I appreciate you sharing that. It is, especially as you are managing multiple things. Is it a, um, a hand, is it a paper calendar, digital calendar, accountability? Like what is, how do you do that? Yeah. So pretty much like that, but I just take out a piece of paper or I'll write it on a word document on my computer and write out on Sunday evening, I'll write out my goals for the week, exactly what I'm going to accomplish and prioritize these things based upon what's going to make me money the fastest way. So, because it's really easy in business to get wrapped up in so many different things about blog posts and okay, what type of content should I write? And what are other people doing? And hours and hours can go by and I don't, I didn't really do anything or produce anything. So one of the things I do is I sit down and make those goals for the week and make sure that they're, I, they're realistic for me, specifically for me working part-time. So that really helps me stay on track with accomplishing those goals throughout the week. It's a great actionable tip and a, a wonderful habit for us to all apply, writing weekly goals and then modifying them for your specific situation in your life and where you are in your journey. Just want to go back a quick moment where you said that you focus on tasks for sales or related to making money. How do you know what tasks are associated with making money? Or can you talk a little bit more about that? I think that this really came from talking to you, Libby. So I really had to figure out, I think I was, I I can get so caught up in doing things like making recipes or workout videos. And this is not maybe something specifically yeah, it helps my ICA, but this might not be something specific to making me money right now in this moment. So right now what I'm focusing on is this nurture sequence. Okay. What's my lead magnet? What are my emails going to be? And start booking these calls right away. So I can start to get on the phone with these people and talk to them and figure out their pain points. So I can give them an offer that will really help them long-term. So focusing on that will help me because I can start to get them in my sequence and, you know, talk to these people and go from there with making a sale versus working on all this other stuff, which is important, but maybe not the priority right now. Absolutely. So just as a recap, sales generating activity, focusing on nurturing leads through a a nurture sequence, you know, you're emailing them and sending them emails and getting them on a call. So the sales generating activity is talking to people, understanding their pain points, and that's in alignment with making a sale versus creating products that you don't even know if they want. Exactly. Exactly. I just wanted to make sure that was clear so the listeners can also say, hey, wait, I'm doing that too. I need to rearrange. And it's easier said than done. Uh, Very often, we still are not focusing enough on the sales tasks. So thank you for sharing that. And uh, you've already kind of, uh, if you could talk a little bit more, you know, about, I know you, you were very clear about your philosophy, 
did, can you talk a little bit about what made you choose that? Because a lot of the listeners here struggle with connecting their story with who they want to help and feeling like it's a tattoo. For example, if I do something, I'll have to always do it, but like getting started is just part of the process. What made you choose your ideal client or as you call it, your ICA, ideal client avatar? So I chose my ICA based upon some of the struggles I've had in the past. So as mentioned, I've had a lot of trouble losing weight in, the, weight in the past and I've gone through multiple fad diets. And it wasn't until I discovered flexible eating and getting freedom with without having to restrict certain foods, I was able to obtain my goal. And I knew that flexible eating could help a lot of women, but a lot of women don't know it exists. I think we're just so used to thinking that weight loss is all about restriction. And Libby, you definitely helped me with developing an ICA. I would definitely not have been able to do this without you. I think I've thought over the months, how do I, who do I market to? Because I felt like every time I developed an ICA on my own without any help, I felt like everyone else was already doing this. Why am I doing this? So I think I needed really some validation and I needed to be clear as to who I was talking to. So you really helped me figure out who I can relate to and who I'd be passionate with in terms of an ICA. I appreciate that. And also, in addition to who you can help, it's it's the pain points, so the biggest problems that she has, and then connecting your marketing with that so that you can consistently attract her so that you can focus on those sales-generating activities. Yes, exactly. So what you're saying in a recap is that by identifying with this woman, because you were once her, you pulled from your story to create her, focused on making her more clear And then you looked in the the market to see that that was a need. And that's been what's helped you create this person and this business to solve a problem for this person. Yeah. But when I first went into my business, I was thinking that I can just teach women about flexible eating. So this is what was all wrong for me because it's still too saturated. So I knew I had to get more narrow and I couldn't really figure out how to go about doing so in a way that made sense for me and my business. So that's when really when we talked and when we worked together, that's when I was able to really figure out, okay, I can really narrow this down and um, teach these, this type of specific ICA on how to obtain their goals with flexible eating. Yeah. And how does it feel to be more clear? Is it scary? No, it is. It's so exciting because I think that you wait for this breakthrough because you're just like, I know I'm not doing this right. I know I'm not doing this right. And you know, you're missing something and you just have no idea what it is. And, you know, that goes into, you know, getting help when you need help. But it's, it's a very exciting thing because now I'm more clear. I have that clarity and I, I have more of a plan as to how to go about talking to these women and how to find these women as well. That's fantastic. And speaking of helping these women and your clear ideal client avatar, can you talk to us a little bit about what you do offer for her? Sure. So just for now, as I'm starting to learn more about this new ICA I created, I'm just for now going to offer a package of consultations. So I offer three consultations to be used within 45 days. And this is really a way for me to be able to understand what these women specifically need. And I'm really committed to taking several months to really figure out what these people need so I can go back and then create an offer. And maybe it will be in webinar one day, or maybe it'll be a course one day, but I won't know until I do that work. So I'm really committed to figuring out exactly what these people need. 
Fantastic. And I, I can't wait to see that journey and to see you learn more and evolve in your business. And that's a great way to, to really get a good foundation is to find out what she's telling you she's struggling with. Exactly. When it comes to your business, what do you wish you would have known when you were starting out? Oh gosh, so many things. Definitely first and foremost, the importance of an ICA because you know, it's really easy to get bogged down with Instagram thinking, well, everyone else has really big followings. And if I just post food pictures and workout videos, I'll get that following as well. And it doesn't necessarily work like that. So I, especially with the, you know, the saturation of this market. So I wish I'd known the importance of an ICA as well as how to go about creating one that works for me. So that's definitely a really big thing. And then I also wish I was, I knew, I wish I knew I was comfortable, that I could be comfortable enough in getting help. I think when I first started my business, we think that we have to figure this out on our own. You know, I'm taking time away from my clinical job. I'm not making as much right now. You feel kind of guilty. And I think all this time has gone by where I wish I had known that getting help in the beginning is one of the best things you can possibly do for your business to save time, energy, as well as money down the, down the road. Yeah. It's a hard lesson to learn and it's an important one. For sure. And- Speaking of social media, can you talk to us? You mentioned Facebook ads um, for, as far as how you've been able to grow your business. In addition to Facebook ads, has there been anything else or has that been like the real, like really where you've invested your time and energy? I would definitely say I invested a lot of time and energy in Facebook ads just because I didn't have that much of a following starting out. Um, and starting out, I didn't use social media to my advantage as well. I never studied the platforms. I figured if I just throw something on there, um, the people would come because, hey, if I love it, everyone else is going to love it too. But it definitely doesn't work that way. So I've now learned it's important to have that ICA so you know exactly how you're marketing. And that's what I'm starting to now use social media and Instagram specifically for is to market those pain points directly to my ICA so I can hopefully solve a problem for them in a fast way. Fantastic. Absolutely. And that's a great way to frame approaching social media, whether it's whatever platform (laughs) is how can I do this for them and not for me and solve their problems and how can I get better at it and how can I do it in a way that really connects with the ideal client. Excellent. And so I do want to ask just a a couple more questions as we wrap up here. You do have a a part-time clinical job like many of the listeners and I think that your story is very inspiring to the listeners as you've been able to acknowledge you know, breakthroughs in the business to get more clear. Uh, How do you stay motivated with the limited time that you have to work on your business when you still have a clinical job? Yeah, the limited time can be a real struggle sometimes, but I think it's really nice to be able to work part-time and have some time to work on this. But I think one of the things that's really helped me is the days that I'm not working clinical, treat this as a working day. So get your butt up in the morning and commit to working on your business. So it's really easy to do so many other things, especially when you're working from home. Hey, laundry needs to get done. Maybe it can cook a little, have some meal prep ready. But again, it all goes back to prioritizing your time, which is extremely important because if you don't, you're not going to get these tasks done that you need to get done. So prioritization is extremely important. It goes back to that Sunday schedule where you pull out for the week, your priority list, and then you just make it happen, right? Make it happen. Exactly. Love it. 
What tips do you have for any dietitians who are side hustling in their business? Would it be prioritizing or is there any other main, I know that's it. Anything else that you would say is helpful? Yeah, I would say get help from people that understand your role as an RD. Because I think it's very confusing on the online space. There's a lot of programs out there. There's a lot of marketers out there. And it's really kind of confusing to figure out what type of program or uh, what type of uh, coach can help me specifically with what I need. Um, and that's one of the reasons I came to you, Libby, is because you're a dietitian and you teach other dietitians. And I knew after, you know, I did a little bit of work. I listened to some podcast episodes. I looked at your content and I knew we would be a match. So take that time to really figure out what type of course um, you'd be a good fit for if you want some extra help. And don't be afraid to get that extra help too, because it's hard to do this on our own. We're not taught marketing school. We have the clinical skills. We know how to be a great dietitian, but we don't really always know how to be the best entrepreneur. So I would say go out there and get help in the beginning. Even if you feel like, oh, I know it all, you're likely missing a lot of things. And it's, uh, you know, it's hard to bite down on that and really figure out, okay, what is it that I'm struggling with? So having someone there to help you and coach you is one of the best things I think I've ever done. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm so happy that I had you here today as a guest. If you could just remind the listeners where to follow you on social. Yeah, definitely. You can find me on Instagram at Ravlene. Okay, excellent. Thank you for listening. And the next step to continue pursuing your journey includes applying to my next group program. You can find that on my website under group coaching and apply. You can also grab my free workbook, also listed on my website and go through the exercises so that you can get more clear with your marketing plan, which is going to help you get one step closer to creating the money and impact that you deserve.